I was waiting for him to stop and go have a nice Jerry Maguire joke where he's like, who's coming with me? Like, that's the only thing I was, <laughs> I was waiting for is when he's trashed the office. That would have been funny. Or he steals a fish or something. That shit would have been great. Who's Jerry Maguire? Oh, gosh. <laughs> How are we friends? How are you on a movie podcast? Welcome to the What's Our Verdict podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-hosts, Mats and Heiner. Better red than dead. Javier Ortiz. What is up, my nerds? Yeah, I'm sorry, Mats. I'm not doing that. Yeah, I know. You always mimic me. You were going to try, but you suck. Andy and Anderson. Some shit. Do you ever find yourself wondering if you spend the time, money, or both on a movie? Well, we're here to answer that question for you. Each week, we put a movie on trial, discuss the facts, pass judgment, and let you know our verdict. We appreciate your help growing the podcast. Go ahead and hit that follow or subscribe button. Tell a friend about us. Also, go check out our website, whatsourverdict.com. You can subscribe there to our email list where we send out exclusive content and updates. Also, if you haven't seen this movie, pause now. Go check it out. Come back. Pick up if you want to avoid spoilers because we're about to dive deep and spoil the shit out of this thing. So let's just jump right in. Yeah, we didn't really do topics on this. I didn't think we need to, but I, I, I just wanted to jump in. Now, you did say something, Javier, that I wanted to ask you about in the in the spoiler free there. Mm-hmm. You, you mentioned drug references. I, I need to know these drug references you mentioned. Yeah, I was a little confused. Oh, you didn't catch it? You, you Apparently, think you, I, the you drug addict was, in the podcast, missed it. You think that dude, that hippie on the corner is getting into the spiritual realm, not on LSD? <laughs> <laughs> Are you for yeah. real right now? With this trippy, trippy boat. Yeah, dude, that guy's on shrooms 24-7. Oh, shit, that's funny. All okay, three that's of them. Fair. Yeah. That's fair. I won't deny unless, that. Unless they're, like, really good at meditating, uh, which, you know, <laughs> he just didn't seem like the type to meditate without mushrooms. You know? No, that's probably not. <laughs> Well, and I love that. That guy was voiced by Graham Norton. He does a talk show in England. Have you guys ever watched his talk show? I don't know. It's one of my favorite talk shows because, like, it's like this big red couch, and he's just sitting there the whole time talking to people. And he gets these, and he, these guys do talk about crazy shit on his show. Like, he he gets celebrities to talk about shit they probably shouldn't talk about. So I, I really enjoy watching his show. So I was really excited when I heard his voice. I was like, holy shit, that's Graham Norton. So he's oh, just like Joe Rogan, but like for your team. Excuse me. <laughs> I don't enjoy the Joe Rogan show, so it's funny that you go there. No, he's like he's like the Jay Leno of Britain, but he's been doing it longer than all of them. Like he's been doing this for like twenty years or some shit. Isn't Jay Leno like a hundred years old? Probably. Sorry, Ian. What are you gonna say? No, I'm just gonna ask. Did anybody like? Did they do something to Tina Fey's voice? Because I didn't realize that was her. The entire. Me too. Yeah. So it had to have sounded different because I would have picked up on that, but. Yeah, I don't know her voice well enough to know. Like, I... You gotta watch 30 Rock, man. I know. See, I never did. Like, I never got into that show. 30 Rock is just such a good show. (laughs) Do you treat me differently because I'm a woman? No, of course not. I do pay you a little less, though. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds about right. Uh, Alec Baldwin at his best. Uh, But yeah, no, Tina Fey's voice was like... I totally thought it was different. I'm like 20 minutes into this movie and I didn't know it was, well, I guess more than 20 minutes, but like 20 minutes into her talking. I didn't know it was her. I, the way this movie started was really funny for me because like I went to college when I went to college for a little bit, I went to become a music teacher at first. Like I really like this movie because I love music. Like music's a big thing for me. So I really enjoyed like this, this poor bastard sitting in this classroom and all these kids are just destroying this piece of music. <laughs> and I was laughing so hard going, I remember that one. 
when I was a kid and in band and he's just listening to it going, oh, that's terrible. But then the, you know, the one prodigy trombone player of all things was, yeah, I just loved it. I just really enjoyed the opening to this movie for sure. For a second there, I thought that's what jazz sounded like. And I was like, hmm, I remember liking this better. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I love jazz. I was stoked when we got a whole lot. The, in the Let's just talk about the score of this. So blown away. Would you guys, let's talk about it first and then I'll, I'll kind of melt your brains real quick. But I loved the score, all the music throughout this, the jazz, the, the background music, the score was fantastic, really added to this movie for me. What did you guys think about the music besides just the jazz? I legitimately don't remember it. So apparently I don't care for it that much. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I remember it as much as I probably should. But I think what I do remember the most is like the music they used when they were up in like pre-Earth or whatever you want to call that. I just, what I remember about the music is it fit really well with what was being told on screen at that point in time. And that's not me remembering exactly what I heard, but it just all really worked and flowed nicely together. And yeah, that's what I would say, I guess. Yeah, I like the fact that it was, it had like some jazz undertones the whole time, but it really did, like you said, Mattson, fit with the flow of the movie, where they were at at each circumstance. I loved the little montage of all her like exploits with the the different, like the music that was playing when they showed her like messing with all the, <laughs> the different mentors that she had. That was really hilarious. I love that. Like, what was it, Mother Teresa? Who was like, I love everyone except, except you. You. <laughs> you really irritate me. You even have like Muhammad Ali in there. Like it was so good. Yeah. But the music was the the score was done by Trent Reznor and his partner, and they formed the band that is nine inch nails. Oh, nice. Oh. Yeah. And that's and I bring that up because Trent Reznor, like Nine Inch Nails, great music, really interesting, but it's kind of a niche music, right? Like a lot of people, you have to kind of like that his style of music when he does like the Nine Inch Nails music. But really musically, the man's a genius because most of Nine Inch Nails is just him and sometimes one other guy. And he plays all the instruments. He does it. So it's really interesting when you go like see him live and things like that. But he's kind of a musical genius when it comes to that. And this isn't the first movie he's done the score to. So I was really cool when I and I didn't know until it got to the credits. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's Trent Reznor's music. I really liked his score. So that was I really liked that. That was cool. Yeah, I, I dude, I haven't listened to Nine Inch Nails since high school, dude. Yeah, Trent Reznor's out there. He's still doing stuff. Good for him. Pretty cool. So. But yeah, I loved who were her mentors. She had like Abraham Lincoln. And did you see all like the names, like the my name is tags in her little box? Because there was a ton of them in there. You know, one thing I really liked about this movie is how little they showed in the previews and the commercials. Because there's a couple of things they could have tossed in, like the whole him getting turned into a cat. Like I had no idea that was going to take that. (laughs) And they could have easily done that for kind of a quick like, oh, look how funny it's going to be. Check out the previews. We're turning this guy into a cat. So I liked that they didn't put the whole story out there. And you kind of got to discover it the first time you're watching it rather than coming and knowing exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, I agree. I really enjoyed like the the weird deity figures and all their quirky little personalities, especially the accountant guy. And um, I think we'll Terry. Terry, when he thought he caught 
the jazz teacher, but he caught that oh, yeah. guy and just like freaked him out to the point of like no return, maybe. And he was like, uh, I just, I thought they had a really clever take on talking about some very serious subjects, but just dumbing it down to a way that could make sense for whatever religion that you were a part of, but also made it kind of whimsical and fun. But at the same time, if you wanted to get serious and dive into that, you could. But, and I just thought it was really artsy, but also just quirky and, and fun. Guys, how frustrated would you be? Like if you just land your dream job, Matson, you're like an ESPN commentator. <laughs> and then, then I you, die. Then you fall <laughs> into a maintenance shaft and die. <laughs> Where were those caution cones for? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Serious OSHA violations, right? <laughs> well, it's, I had tough. no idea what this movie was about. Like none whatsoever. I'd never watched a preview for it. I'd seen like billboards and stuff for it. And I put it on our list of things to like do a trailer reaction to, but we just never did it. And so I had no idea what this was about. So I was like watching this movie going along and he's like, if I could just become this, I could die a happy man if I could play with. And I was like, oh shit. I was like, this dude's <laughs> going to croak. And because I had no idea. And then I was like, oh, because my dumb ass, I thought it was called soul because we were talking about jazz music and this dude's oh, got soul. Power. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's what I thought. I was like, this is cool. And then I was like, oh no, he's going to die. This is about his actual soul. It's <laughs> like, what the hell? This poor guy falls in a freaking pothole and dies. <laughs> What a Actually, terrible way to I only watched one preview to it. I didn't even realize it was coming out because right? mm. I was like so amped for Wonder Woman. Right. Uh, I got to tell you guys, I listened to the Wonder Woman podcast and I still haven't seen the movie. And I think that's the best way to get the appropriate amount of entertainment out of that Wonder Woman movie. Just listen to our <laughs> podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great plug right there, Ian, because I agree. Um, Don't watch it. Just listen to us talk about it. <laughs> One thing kind of more thought provoking and serious I wanted to bring up is the the part where we in the movie you venture into the zone where I thought is is just really interesting about we always know like the the zone you're into with work or your passion your video games the book you're reading we we all get that but the other side of it when they brought in people that were so focused on a craft like the guy that was mining for gold or whatever that they become so fixated on and it almost pulls them out of the reality that they live in it's those two different types of zones that i thought was so funny because the jazz teacher thought like he needed to be in the zone because that was his purpose to play that music but then there's this other type of zone which can be a detriment to society but what both of those are really trying to get at that this movie really talked about is it's not that at least for me it felt like it's not that we all have like this one thing that is our purpose it's about living and enjoying life and being connected to humanity and just allowing that to happen and maybe not living our life to for the purpose that we think is this thing but just enjoying it for what it is and i just thought they visually they did a great job showing me both of those things but also taking us through that journey throughout the movie and i think that's probably on a serious note re resonates the most with me that i took away from this movie yeah i like that part where it's like i think we think life is a is is about getting into that zone as often as possible and it's a collection of those moments we're in the zone but the movie tries to remind us that you're living life now life is a collection of little moments like collecting leaves or eating pizza right or like you know whatever and to not let those moments just flutter by as you try to chase a high of being in that zone that being said the first time that we're introduced to the zone was hilarious because we're introduced <laughs> to those people who are like lost souls right and captain freaking mushroom over there is sailing in his mystic ship trying to save those people and they free that investment banker <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and his little soul hops back in and he just throws his computer off his desk. He's like, I'm free. And it just wrecks all his co-workers working space and it just like sprints out the building. I'm like, that's incredible. That's amazing. That one was good. But what you won't appreciate, Javier, is it's a sports reference where she throws one of those balls at this team that she's been harassing for years. And it's the New York Knicks. And oh, they yeah. have just been a franchise of miser- misery for years on end. That one, I laughed so hard because as a sports fan, that hits close to home. <laughs> Luckily, it was dumb enough that like I got the joke, right? I'm like, oh, the Knicks must suck, right? Like, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, it's even funnier than that because the Knicks haven't always sucked. They just always come up short. It's it's yeah. it's just it was so indicative of what they showed with this dude in the zone. He's getting ready to slam at home, and she hits him with the ball. Like I've been messing with these guys for years, for decades, and like just hits him, and then he misses the dunk. I was like, that's beautiful. <laughs> that's how they lose. Is that shot? Yeah, I really enjoyed that dichotomy of as well as the zone. Here's what it looks like when you're just perfect and you're doing it exactly exactly the way you should be doing it and you're feeling it. But then when you go too far, like with the investment banker, and I love that he was sitting there mumbling, like, got to find a trade, got to do the trade, got to do the trade, like his big zombie, weird looking dude. And yeah, I did love when he trashed. I was waiting for him to stop and go have a nice Jerry Maguire joke where he's like, who's coming with me? Like, that's the only thing I was was waiting for is when he's trashed the office. That would have been funny. Or he steals a fish or something. That shit would have been great. Who's Jerry Maguire? Oh, gosh. How are we friends? How are you on a movie podcast? Because <laughs> I watched the movie. I thought that was the only prereq for being on here. <laughs> Sometimes I don't even do that. Apparently, exactly. <laughs> apparently, we're, apparently, we're gonna have to do Jerry Maguire on this podcast. Oh, point. that's the movie? Is that what it's yeah, called? It's, it's a movie right, called Javier. Oh, I haven't seen it. Thank you. See, Ian, you're a brave guy. After watching me get crucified like that, you still came through and it and made and admitted it. Like, good on, dude. It was made in '96. I was fucking four years old. Why would I have seen this damn movie? Because it's a classic, dude. Is it? Who's in it? Tom, Tom Cruise. Uh, you want me to watch Tom Cruise in the '90s? Come on, dude. Yeah, when he was actually good, <laughs> and he didn't spend seventy percent of a movie running at a top speed sprint. Like that. that's, that's what I want. That's why I watch Tom Cruise movies. Uh, this was he before does. he did the infamous jump on the couch on Oprah. Yeah, it's, it's this good. Is Tom Cruise. technically falls within the realm of possible good movies, right? Because any movie after '93. <laughs> has potential to be a good movie. Oh, Anything dude. before that is not. Right? Unless it's Come die on. hard. Unless it's die hard. Dead. Or, off. or, yeah. or <laughs> well, we're going to add another or. And then. Only those three movies. There you go. No, come on. You Tell me you haven't heard somebody quote a movie where like, show me the money. No, nope, don't know what that is. Wow. Oh, Alien. Oh, Alien was made before. Yeah, that, that's yeah. a good one too. <laughs> Whatever. So four movies. Anyway, can't believe you haven't seen that movie. Sorry, Either I was trying. You. I was Either trying to let you enjoy your moment. I was trying. I was gonna pretend like I got the reference and the joke. I just, I didn't. So I asked. You know, don't worry. It'll make a perfect intro. <laughs> uh, that's like that part of the office where he's like. Ah, damn it. I forgot what it was. Oh, when his, his cousin, his nephew visits Dwight at the farm, you know, and he's like, is that a cow? <laughs> Did you just ask me if this is a cow? It was obviously a goat. Oh, good. <laughs> anyway. And the, the hippie captain you're trying to keep trying to think of his name is Moonwind, by the way. Captain right. Moonwind. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that guy is 80% drugs. 
with an oh, egg. Great sign twirler. I was gonna say he can sure twirl that sign though. Seriously. I know what I thought was gonna happen in this movie. I thought the music teacher when he was actually playing at the the concert finally that this whole movie built up to. I thought the spirit what's the little spirit's name that I should know the name. 22. 22. I thought he was going to get into his Zen moment and she was going to be there and just F it up, like throw that little ball at him and just screw. It. I was waiting for that. I was like, oh my gosh, please don't ruin this for him. But it didn't happen. But I, was, I wasn't I was sure if they were going to go that direction. To be completely honest, I think I would have enjoyed if they did that too and, and made it work however they wanted to. But I mean, the way they did it too is great. That would have been funny though. I did like the part with Moonwind's boss though, when they're standing there talking to him <laughs> and the boss comes out and he's like, what are you doing? It's like, that sign's not going to twirl itself. And you go away. We don't need double the crazy around here. <laughs> or we only need one crazy around here. So Madsen, don't, don't take this personally, but like I lived on the East Coast for like six months or whatever. And let me tell you, like East Coast people are dicks like that. Like they are really mean. <laughs> I mean, if this movie's set in New York City, I think you're trying to like rile me up here. Sure, I agree with you, hundred percent. Well, that and like, I, to be fair, I only visited New York once. I lived in like Philadelphia, but I I know someone from California, specifically like the San Diego area, that like uh, kind of a dick, like fairly often. And yeah, so, but I don't like, like accost people who are talking. <laughs> that's a very East Coast New Yorker type vibe, you know. I did enjoy the part two where they're walking first time in New York and he's like, don't stop. You don't stop in the streets in New York City because <laughs> that is so true. Should if I killed. was hesitant to come to planet Earth and then I had to step onto a New York sidewalk, I would lose my mind too, man. And then get scratched by a cat. Yeah, that would throw me overboard. Might throw me overboard now. So another thing I really liked about this is the moments. So I, I have a thing with movies where a lot of new directors and new filmmakers are, they focus on too much on these visual moments and too much on the, the big moments that make a movie where to me, like movies, the movie is the moments, right? That's to me what movies should be is a great movie is made up of really great little moments that aren't overshadowed. So for example, something like the the Justice League movie, or even like any of Zack Snyder's movie there, that movie is isn't about the little moments it's the little moments are what he makes huge which is cool if you're looking for something different like for 300 the movie itself is really fun to watch because the moments are so huge a movie like this i like because the little moments are what make this whole movie great as a whole like one of the things when he's the cat and over and over again he's watching as an as an observer of his own life these different moments happen like with his mom and she's having this conversation with his mom and like you start to he starts to realize that his life's pretty good and he's all he's ever done is focus on becoming this famous jazz musician when in reality he should have been living in the moment. And I love the way that they portrayed that through those little moments and watching him as a cat emote <laughs> with, with his eyes, like and in the barbershop, learning about the barber, Des. And so I, I really enjoyed those little moments throughout this movie. I think they kind of hit you with all this comedy and this over the top weird stuff because this dude's dead and he's running around in a, as a cat with a, a disembodied little child, child soul in his body body but the moments that they hit are very poignant so i really i felt i really connected with those moments and was like this is really cool so i really liked how they use those to move the movie the movie forward in the story can i jump to the end yet sure so at the end oh actually i want to make a quick comment about terry i feel like i've worked with terry before <laughs> and i feel like i've been jerry like so <laughs> 
So at the end, when they decide to give Joe another shot at life, right? Like he died, he went through all that, showed 22 that it's okay to live. They're like, have another shot. And he's like, won't Terry be upset? They're like, oh no, we worked it out with Terry. And it just cuts to one of the Jerry's be like, oh, hey, Terry, uh, look over there right now. Hurry, quick, look. (laughs) Probably the best part of that movie for me. Anyway, I didn't love that he got a second shot. I didn't, that's probably my only critique of the movie. I didn't love that he got to live again, right? Because I just like, I feel like if you die, you die. And like, it's awesome to look back and say like, yeah, I should have done this. I have some, you know, regrets, but like, but like, I felt like his great like story arc and his great addition to humanity is 22, right? And like teaching her that, living life and enjoying these little things is what life is all about and that she should have gone on to live and i felt like he should have gone on to you know the great beyond what did you guys think it's interesting that you say that because the entire movie i I like want so bad for him to get this dream that he's got of playing with uh dorothea williams i think was her name and the entire movie i'm wanting that up until the end to where it becomes like it feels like it resolves a lot better with him not going back because he had this progression to where what was so big in his mind doesn't become what was the most important thing. So I fully agree with you, Javier. I think it would have been, I think it would have fit better if he didn't get that second chance. It felt a little like, I don't know. Like giving it to us because they thought we wanted that. Yeah. Were they, you know, trying to make it too happy of an ending or something? I don't know. I take it from a kid's perspective, though, that I think if I my audience is geared more towards kids, it's all about kind of giving that second chance. And I can see maybe why they would have gone that route to help signify that, hey, you did a good thing. Let's let you do more good things. But beyond the trying to rationalize it that way, I didn't mind the ending. I'll be completely honest. Like I was I was fine with it. I Maybe I didn't allow myself to think about it as much as you and um, Javier and Ian have. But now thinking about it a little bit more, if they didn't let him go back, I think Javier's correct it would have been the proper story arc but it didn't bother me enough that i'm i guess gonna knock the movie for but i think it would have been just that much better i yeah from a kid's perspective understanding that this is geared towards children i know why they didn't end it that way because it's one of those things where now the message because it comes after 22 going down to earth and that whole thing like now you break a child's heart if he dies but i think there's a way to do it because i'm with you javier completely that's my only knock on the movie and and i do knock it for that because i was like this is an opportunity to show that death is death this is a teaching opportunity right and and for me when i saw that and i think what i really wanted to see i was going i said ah they're going to give him another chance and i don't want them to what i want him to do is go to the great beyond and show him and his dad playing music together that's what i wanted i was like that to, and to me that would have resolved the problem that you have with kids feeling sad about him not getting yeah. his second chance you just taught them the lesson and live their life in the moment and understand that you know life is about these little moments and just it's okay if you don't achieve your you don't figure out your purpose because that's not what life's about and now he's getting he's he's passed on he's moved on now he's playing music with his dad i thought that would be the great ending for even kids and go look he's with his dad they're enjoying music together they're playing i thought that would be great so that was my only beef with the movie as well was the ending i didn't want him to go back but i'm okay that he did and i understand why they did it but i think it would have been a better teaching and a more powerful moment if they'd have let him move on and and go with his dad yeah i didn't hate it either i just think if you're going to make a movie about death and living like just pull the trigger like go all the way go all the way with it death isn't scary right like Mm -hmm. uh, or shouldn't be at least yeah the other like really feel good part for me this movie that i really like is when he first dies and he meets 22 he goes through the those little like 
still moments of his life, like him eating alone in a cafe or him playing the piano by himself, right? And it's all like grayed out and dark. And he's like, wow, my life amounted to nothing. And then at the end of the movie, he's reliving his life. He's thinking about all those moments. And it's like him eating in a cafe, except it's brighter. And it's like a good story. It's him playing the piano because he loves to play on the piano, right? So it was really cool that in the beginning of the movie, he's like, wow, I was a failure. Look at my life. All I did was play piano, eat in a diner by myself, watch TV. And then looking back, he's like, I like eating pie in that diner, right? Or like, I like playing piano by myself, or I liked that TV show. And there's nothing wrong with having those little moments in your life, even though, you know, even though you're not Elon Musk, or, you know, you're not inventing, (laughs) you know, a COVID vaccine, whatever, you don't need those things in your life to have a life that was worth it. Yeah, I think Javier, what you're getting at and something I'm going through in my life right now is just being happy with who you are and being happy with what makes you happy and not kind of comparing it to other things or other people's expectations. And a lot of times that can be smaller things. But if you can find happiness in yourself, then you're going to be able to help other people be happy as well. Yeah, and I think it did a lot to to show perspective, right? Which I think, Javier, when you're talking about that comparison of when he first came over, he he was focused on his purpose, right? And that was to be a jazz musician. When in reality, like all of the things that he did trying to do that and the things that weren't part of that were the things that as he looked back, they were sunny, bright moments. And I think to what Mattson's saying, it's all about perspective. When we think about perspective, a lot of times we get, so, and I think that's where you go to those parts that they showed the people that were so overly in the zone that they lost themselves, right? Because we focus so hard, we lose perspective of what's actually important. And I'm with you. I think that was one of the greatest parts of this movie is to show you don't need a purpose per se. You just, your purpose is to live. That's what it's about is to be here, to have fun, to, you know, be important to other people and recognize the importance of other people in your life and the day-to-day parts of living. Because if you get too caught up in something that you can't have in the moment, you're going to lose yourself in one way or another. So I, yeah, I just thought, what a great movie. It was just such a good lesson. Do you guys know what heaven would be to me though? Is that little, I forget what they call it, but that little like university that they go to and they get to just try out a bunch of stuff. Like what was that called? I can't remember. (sighs) The house of everything or something like that. Yeah. 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 She's like cooking and like, like making these incredible things. She's like a chemist. And at the end of everyone, she's like, nah, she like launches (laughs) in a rocket at some point. Nah. So good. I would, I would do that for eternity though. That like, that'd be awesome. How cool would that be? That would be a ton of fun. I also liked when they had the montages of all the famous people that tried to help her. <laughs> and she's like that. Like, screw up. Muhammad Ali. Who else did she have in there? Like, I just remember Muhammad Ali, Mother Teresa. Mother okay, Teresa. you ready? I got, I got the full list. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, so here's the ones that he you actually see on screen. Abraham Lincoln, mm-hmm. Mother Teresa, Nicholas Copernicus, Muhammad Ali, Marie Antoinette, and Carl Young. And then oh, yeah, and Marie Antoinette is just yeah. a head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's just a head yelling at her. I'm done with you. You can't do this. And then there were two that were mentioned that you don't see, and that's Gandhi and then George Orwell. <laughs> it's like like my friend George Orwell says. And then here's all those the labels that were on the wall. So Vincent Van Gogh, Nellie Bly, Copernicus, Da Vinci, Marvin Gaye, Joe Grant. Babe Ruth, Joe Ramft, Jack Kirby, Harvey Milk, Marie Cerna, Maya Tsosi, Stephen Hawking, Herman Jacobs, Nelson Mandela, Johann Gutenberg, Jan Kowalski, Catherine the Great, Joan of Arc, 
Thomas Edison, Amelia Earhart, Confucius, Eleanor Roosevelt, Sai Lun, Mahatma Gandhi, Johnny Cash, Harriet Tubman, Grace O'Malley, Anna Kowalczyk, Powett Joukowsky, Bolo Thomas, Marie Curie, Prince Rogers Nelson, Aretha Franklin, Peter Yankovic, Albert Einstein, Maria Esquerdo, Hiris Vobata, I don't know, Archimedes, Martin Luther King Jr., Pablo Picasso, William Taylor, John Wilson, Amin Demir, Mary Johnson, and Mike Osnowich. Amazing. Did you screenshot that, JJ? How did you get that? Somebody else did it for me. I just Googled it. It's a lot of people. But it's a it's great somewhere in there with all those hobby Exactly. Oh, I could totally convert 22, dude. <laughs> Hell no, 22 would have converted me, dude. I'm like, let's go hang out at this joint and piss people off. Uh, honestly, like 22 had a really good point. Or she's like, it's awesome up here. Why would I go down there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. It's uh, hard to argue with that logic. There were some great quotes in this movie too, though. Like one of them, I laughed so hard. Like when she, when he landed on a couple of the little intro souls or whatever, and she says, don't worry, they're fine. You can't crush a soul here. That's what life on earth is for. <laughs> I was like, yes, what a great line. It was full of great comedic lines like that. Oh man. The one- other one I liked is when he's talking to, or 22's talking to Abraham Lincoln. She's like, yeah. are you really sure you're okay being on the penny? He's like, yeah, I'm fine with it. Well, they put Jackson on the 20. Jackson! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> oh, that's pretty funny. That was a good one. It's so good. I'm trying to think. Like, I, I don't remember any quotes off the top of my head. I will say, though, Jamie Foxx has never let me down, I don't think. Like, he did great in this movie. He was in Project Power. Which one was Project Power? The pill with the superhero powers. Okay, Jamie Foxx has let me down a handful of times. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still a net positive. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> I did like two when the principal stops him and she's like, sorry to interrupt. And he's like, it's okay. You're doing my ears a favor. It's like, Hey, not you. You're great. Yeah. He's not. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Love it. Yeah. I really enjoyed this movie guys. Had a lot of fun with it. We ready to rate it. Let's rate let's it. it. Okay. Let's do this. Javier, why don't you kick us off? I'm going to give this a four. I probably should like rate it higher. Because it was like, really was really good. I don't have really any solid complaints other than that ending. And like, if you don't like animated movies, I don't think you're going to like this any more than like any other animated movie, you know? And like, don't get me wrong. Like, I like animated movies. I just don't like. How are you giving this four <laughs> after everything you've said? Well, you think this is like a five? Movie? Like four is good. Oh, four is like a, a four, good. Four, five. Fuck you, Matt said, dude. Yeah. I'm gonna rate things the way I want to rate them, and you don't get to try to sway my rating. Four is a good rating. Here's another you know, good outtake. Just for that three and a half. I'm giving this movie a three and a half. It's good, but I'm freaking tired of rating movies the way I want to rate them, and I would watch this again. <laughs> three and a half. Put down a four. No, put down a three and a half. Best part of what you said, though, is you said you were tired of rating movies of how you want to rate them. So oh, I, I didn't finish my thought. I'm tired of rating movies the way I want to rate them and then just get all this shit for Matson. All right? <laughs> so, so three and a half now. Look what you did, uh, It's on you. No, but funny. seriously, it's a good movie. You should go watch it. <laughs> 
right, Ian. I'm going to go with a 4.5. The only re- thing that I can think of of why I wouldn't do a five is this. It's a great movie. Um, it's just not one that after I'm finished watching, I want to watch right away again. It's one that I'd, I'd definitely watch it again, but I need some time in between before I'd go back to it. Other than that, like it was a great movie. The one ending part we kind of talked about is maybe a knock. But other than that, like it was great in every other aspect. The voicing was done excellent. The I loved all the little comedic nuggets that are sprinkled throughout this movie. It's a great movie. Go watch it. Yeah, I'm going to roll with a four and a half as well. And I, for me, it's the ending. Like, I just think I wanted to see a little bit different ending. It doesn't make it a bad movie. It's still a fantastic movie. But I definitely would have liked to have seen a little bit different ending. Just commit to that whole lesson that you're trying to teach across the board, not just, you know, the feel-good ending where he gets to go back. And and I didn't love that it just was him taking a big breath and he's going to go live now, right? Like, I, I think that's great, but I just wanted to see a little different ending. Other than that, like, this movie's fantastic. Um, the acting's great. The voiceover's great. The visuals are really really fun the music's fantastic across the board really brings out the emotion of of each moment that you're going through whether it's you know sad or happy or whatever it is you the music really does a great job and is such a central part to it so the whole thing was just fun to watch. And I, I always look at animated movies where are, especially when I watch them by myself like this, it's like, am I excited to go watch this with my nieces and my nephew? And yes, like I can, I want to watch this with them. Like I want to share that experience with them. So it's really fun for me. Great movie, but four and a half, I will definitely watch it again. I am with Ian, no, I'm not going to go watch it tomorrow unless my nieces and nephew came over, but I will definitely watch this movie again. It's a lot of fun. Matson, bring us home. Yeah. As you know, I was criticizing Javier's four, so the only way to go higher is to go higher. So it will be a 4.5. I was really having a hard time why I wouldn't give this movie a five, but hearing the points about the way this movie ended, I think it's a valid criticism that like individuals have said, if you want to teach death, don't be afraid of it. Do it. So for that matter, I think you could have executed that a little bit better, but everyone else has already said what's been great about this movie. This movie's awesome. Definitely will be watching this movie again. I think it gives you a lot to think about if you want to go on a very deep level. But if you want it to be a surface level fun movie that you go watch with some kids as well or just with whoever, you're going to be entertained. Yeah, worth the watch. Really high scores for this movie, guys. Go check it out. We're ignoring Javier's fake three and a half and it'll stick it a four. So, <laughs> yeah. fake. Um, next week, we'll be reviewing the movie News of the World. So check that out. Uh, that'll be on Monday, January 18th, the release. So check that one out. Yeah, Matt, so why don't you tell them where they can find us? Yeah, you can find us wherever good podcasts are found. Spotify, Apple, Ghana. You can check us out on our website at whatsourverdict.com. Come chime in with us on social media, on Instagram and Facebook. And check us out on our YouTube channel as well uh, to see a lot of our spoiler freeze. But come engage with us. We love hearing from you. Definitely. Hey, JJ. Yeah. How come you don't ask me to do that anymore? I don't ask anybody but Matson to do that anymore because he's our social media guy. Although JJ is our social media guy at the moment. Thank you, JJ. I've been filling in while he's on vacation, but yeah, I, I don't, I, he does the social media. So I let him do that. And it's I let you come in. And- I would sarcastically say, talk about <laughs> like how awesome podcasts are. It's not because of no, that. No. Oh, okay. Just want to make sure it wasn't personal, yeah. you know? Well, no, I, so we, we all have our things, right? Like I edit, uh-huh, uh-huh. Ian, Ian writes the great synopses that Mattson then puts in the social media and right, right. you come and talk about movies. Right. Right. The, the hard part. <laughs> and, and, and we make sure that you talk about the ones that you've watched. And sometimes we have to record later because you forgot. 
watch movies. So, okay. <laughs> oh, wow. just making sure that every, I'm just making sure everybody's everybody's place in the podcast is known. You know, I have never been so offended by something I 100% agree with. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you represent that remark. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a wrap. I'm. <laughs> Yeah, obviously, I'm I'm not playing anymore. Uh, all right, let's, let's move on. Let's go. regret that question, are you? <laughs> yeah, it turned it on me. That's yeah, all right. I do that sometimes. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you joining us again. Like Madison said, come join us for a deep dive wherever you can find us with our podcast, and come communicate with us whether we love it, so we enjoy it. And don't forget about our TV side as well. We've been doing the Mandalorian, so go check that out. And we just talked about the investor call last week. It was a lot of fun. All right, guys, we appreciate you tuning in, and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye now. Cinemagic out.